Welcome to day 262 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2. We come to our final reading in the Prophets, and of course we're reading the Prophets to help us bridge into the New Testament. Uh, so many of the promises that are fulfilled in Christ were spoken uh, most vividly you know, by the Prophets. Of course, they began uh, even you know, with a, the third chapter of Genesis, where we're promised one who will finally defeat the serpent. And then, of course, they're promised, uh, you know, through the covenant uh, with Abraham. But the prophets begin to talk about uh, the new covenant, you know, that God will bring his people into and how he will do a restorative work in him. And so one of the most vivid expressions of the new covenant was uh, the one we covered yesterday, Ezekiel, you know, 36, where it described cleansing and uh, sprinkling and cleansing and bringing into the land and giving a new heart and a new purpose and putting a spirit in us and moving moving us to a new disposition where we love the law of the Lord and we love to obey his decrees. And so we have in chapter 37 a very vivid acting out of what has just been described. And this is another portrait of the salvation we have in the Lord, how he, he takes those things that are dead and he gives them new life. So we come to Ezekiel chapter 37. So before we read, as always, we, we pause and, and we offer ourselves in the moment to the Lord, knowing that in the same way we're about to read that uh, God puts his breath into these these dry bones and gives life to them. He has also, according to the Apostle Paul, put his breath into Scripture. And so all Scripture is breathed out uh, by God. And it's useful to us for our our training in righteousness for rebuking us when we need to be rebuked and fully equipping us to be the people of God. So let's, let's pause and be aware of that and long for that work and ask you know, God to do that work in our life as we read. So, Cindy, you mind leading us? Yeah. Father, we do um, come to this time in your word um, knowing that, as Paul has said, it is full of your breath, your power, Father, to do a work in our hearts. And so we would just pray that our hearts would be open to you now, that they would be moldable and teachable in your hands, that you would give us what we need for this moment and this day, and that, Father, we would, um, by your word and by your work in our heart, have our faith and our love for you deepened in a way that we could not do on our own. So thank you for the, the power of your word. In Christ's name, amen. Ezekiel chapter 37, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I'll attach tendons to you, and will make flesh come upon you, and will cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says, Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life, and they stood up on their feet, a vast army. And then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. 
They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I'll bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I'll put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, take a stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Judah and the Israelites associated with him. Then take another stick of wood and write on it, belonging to Joseph, that is, to Ephraim, and all the Israelites associated with him. Join them together into one stick so that they will become one in your hand. When your people ask you, won't you tell us what this means? What you mean by this? Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm going to take the stick of Joseph, which is in Ephraim's hand, and the Israelites' tribe is associated with him, and join it to Judah's stick. I will make them into a single stick of wood, and they will become one in my hand. Hold before their eyes the sticks that you have written on, and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around, and will bring them back into their own land. I'll make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel. There'll be one king over all of them, and there will never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols and vile images or with any of their offenses, for I will save them from all their sinful backsliding and will cleanse them. They will be my people, and I will be their God. My servant David will be king over them, and they will all have one shepherd. They will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. They will live in the land I gave to my servant Jacob, the land where your ancestors lived. They and their children, their children's children, will live there forever, and David, my servant, will be their prince forever. I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant. I will establish them and increase their numbers, and I will put my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, make Israel holy, when my sanctuary is among them forever. And there's so much yeah. in there, so many images. Yeah. Of course, you have the, the image of you know, my servant David, which is the promise of the Davidic covenant, which is you know, fulfilled in Christ Jesus, is the one who sits on. And matter of fact, our, our reading tomorrow will take you right up to there. Mm -hmm. We'll trace you know, the line of mm -hmm. Jesus you know, through David uh, and, and through his uh, being the son of David and the son of, of Abraham. Uh, you also have, you know, the promise of Abraham as it settled to the people of Jacob and giving them the land, uh, you know, to settle in. And then, of course, you have this wonderful sense that, you know, that you, you hear the echo of will be the very last reading we'll do in this year, uh, that the dwelling place of God comes down to be with his people and his sanctuary is with him forever. And he is their God, and, there's, and, and he will be their God, and they will be his people. And of course, that's the covenant promise, that you come into a unique relationship with him. So uh, even though this is not the end of Ezekiel, this is our last reading in the prophets, and there, there's a lot here, yeah. and um, it's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I love the connection in the first half of the chapter where it talks about the, you know, the word of the Lord brings life. But that life is connected to knowing the Lord, you know, and, and so it doesn't just bring life so that they may go live and do whatever they please. But it says, you know, time and time again, when when they did, when it happens, I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord, you know. And, and so what does it mean to flourish as people to truly live? It's it's to live under his his word, you know, but in relationship with him, we would know him. 
Because I love that connection. Just you know, it's kind of magnified in this section. That yeah. And, and I love the connection. Of course, we talked about it in the introduction, you know, that uh, Paul makes where his word is, is his breath, mm-hmm. uh, that all of his word is breathed out. And, of course, both in Hebrew and in, uh, you know, and, and in Greek, you have a single word for spirit and for breath and for wind. And so when you have Jesus, you know, talking to Nicodemus and telling him that he must be born of spirit, he said, you hear the wind, Mm -hmm. uh, you cannot see it, but you hear it rustling in the trees and you see, you know, some of the actions that it's causing. And he compares that to the spirit. And then, of course, you have in Genesis 1, the spirit of the Lord hovering over the face of the deep as all of earth is coming to life and being formed under the hand of him. And then you have in chapter 2 where he uh, forms from the dust of the earth, Adam and he breathes into him. And he becomes a living being, mm-hmm. and, and so you have also the the new breath of God's spirit reviving uh, mm-hmm. that was once dead. And mm-hmm. so you, you hear Paul saying, "You were dead in your transgressions and sin, mm-hmm. in which you yeah. used to walk when you followed <laughs> the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom in the air. You mm-hmm. were like everyone else, objects of wrath. Uh, but God, because of His great love for us in Christ Jesus, has made us alive. Mm-hmm. And there you have that beautiful picture. And I love this because it it. Um, his motivation is to dwell with his people, you know? And, I mean, that was the dwelling that started in the garden that sin caused the separation. And he continues. We see just the continuing ways that he pursues to, you know, dwell with us and then to ultimately end um, with the new creation and dwelling. So it's just dwell, God dwell, wants dwell, to be dwell. with us. We just kind of make it hard on him. He does. <laughs> like, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> Look what I just did for you. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. But even, you know, in, in the in the creation account, you know, Adam, God, you know, breathes the life into him and he's yeah. he has yeah. life and, and obviously here he, he breathes the life into these bones, which is that kind of funny interaction at the start, you know, hey, son of man, can these bones live? And I said, I don't know, you know God, you know. <laughs> That's right. And uh <laughs> the, but he, the right answer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the he, right answer. Yeah, he breathes life into mm-hmm. us and even though we yeah, maybe walking around and, and functioning spiritual life is something that he breathes into us. And, and just as much as uh, these people, yeah, were, were dead, we were dead. And, mm-hmm. and what a grace that he's awakened us and, and given us new life. And it's just as miraculous as these bones and what we just saw that transformation. That's the same transformation that he does in us. Uh, or uh, is only a type. That is, yeah. you know, not nearly as uh, as vivid as what he does in us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. In, in this words, is amazing. Uh, the, the work of uh, the work of uh, you know bringing the creation into existence is, mm-hmm. you know, a mighty work of God. But the more mighty work of God is what was accomplished on the cross, where He brings uh, new life into us, and is you know pictured here, you know, in a very beautiful way. And if we go back to Ezekiel thirty six yesterday, um, when He said, "I will put My Spirit." in them mm-hmm. we could also translate that as it was translated here i will put my breath in them mm-hmm. and and so it's just that enlivening aspect of his spirit and in so many different ways this image is used it's mm-hmm. just a it's rich and, and anytime we attach ourselves to to one of those images we we mm-hmm. uh, lose for, sight of the bigness of all day. all of the other ways yeah. that the image is, is used as well mm-hmm. Cool. No, it's hard for this to. I mean, yeah, you mentioned it kind of joking earlier, Paul. Like God obviously wants to be with us so bad, we just make it difficult for Him. I mean, you read a passage like this, and even the passage yesterday, like 
man, how could we not like kind of overflow with with worship and joy and celebration mm-hmm. for what God has done? I mean, to be kind of just like, yeah, okay, about it is just just seems like such a kind of a wildly wrong response in light of all of this, and mm-hmm. especially in light of the whole story. No. Yeah. As the Apostle Paul said, what the prophet Isaiah said of this generation is true. They are ever seeing, but do not see. They are ever hearing, but do not hear. Uh, we, we quickly do what James tells us not to do. We, we look into the wonder of God's word, then we walk away yeah. as if it were a mirror, walk away immediately forgetting what we look like. So we're so mm-hmm. easily distracted you know, by the, the worries and the pleasures of this world that we lose sight of you know, the bigness of who uh, Christ Jesus says, and, and what a wonderful prophecy this is. I'll open up your graves and mm. bring you back you know, to the land. And of course, that, that's not only a vision of what happens to us in Christ, that we're brought you know, from life to death, uh, but also a vision of what one day will happen uh, as all of creation is restored as well. So these mm-hmm. images are, are rich throughout, throughout Scripture. Mm-hmm. Matt, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for the life um, we have from you. We thank you that you're the one who breathes in us life, who has renewed us and and restored us and regenerated us. Um, Father, we ask as we continue to to walk with you, um, that, that Father, you would continue to to move us. Um, thank you for the Spirit who dwells in us. Um, Father, we, we thank you for these these um, last few chapters in Ezekiel that have reminded us of the great promises of the new covenant. Forgive us um, for the times that we take those for granted, that we look past them. We hope for something far greater. Um, but Father, we we marvel at, at all you've done um, in us through Christ Jesus. And and so, Father, would we um, would we live in these realities today and this week? And would you get much glory from it? We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.